Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. I know I am. Uh, just before I came home, another one of these deals, uh, breaking news out of Michigan, as suspected, most suspected, uh, they're hiring Sharon Moore, offensive coordinator, to be the head coach. Remember, he was the uh, interim coach during the six-game suspension, uh, winning games over a Penn State, uh, just to name one right there, uh, get, get, getting big win. That, that was a big win. And one, I think that was a road win as well. So he's going to be the head coach of Michigan. Uh, supposed to have Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez. Hopefully he'll pop up on the screen here in a minute. Either way, going to talk about the conference championship games this weekend and make predictions, uh, give you scores and everything. So stand by, everybody. Let's go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sportscope. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you and enjoy the program. Alrighty then. Okay. Uh, like I said just before the break, again, this is another like it has been all week, folks. Uh, breaking story before I can really prepare for it. Kind of broke uh, just before I got on the air that uh, University of Michigan, folks, has hired uh, their offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore. Now, remember, uh, he is fairly young guy. I mean, you know, he's. That's the thing in all of coaching now. You know, he's he's 37, same age as uh, Jared Bale, the uh, Tennessee, um, the, uh, the, the uh, former University of Tennessee coach, now the New England Patriot coach. He was uh, uh, offense coordinator, offensive line coach, uh, tight end coach, going back to 2020 uh, st- or 2018 when he started there with uh, Michigan. Now, of course, late in the game, it's, it's very late in the game. And, uh, of course, we, we know about Jim Harbaugh taking the um, taking the L.A. Charger job. I think they're going to have a press conference sometime next week. I want to say possibly next Thursday on that. So here we are. It, it, it is, it's late January. Uh, that's already came and passed here. Uh, my guess is that Michigan – uh, did not want to um, uh, really take any chances to go all out and try to hire somebody from another university. Now, that being said, that's the difference in demand for a team like Alabama and the fan base versus a team like the University of, of Michigan. You know, Alabama – uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a few weeks after uh, the season ends and then uh, uh, Nick Saban retires, okay? And then you – and then people say, well, maybe, maybe he'll hire the offensive coordinator. He's a real young guy. Now, Kevin Steele been around for a while. Maybe he'll hire the in, in-house defensive coordinator. And, and Alabama was like, nope, nope. We're, we think big. We pay big. We pay contracts out. We do what we got to do. And that's exactly what they did when they're killing the boar uh, from the University of Washington, and end up hiring him as the uh, uh, as as the head coach there. So that's the difference between an SEC fan base, which fans just short fanatic, and uh, uh, particularly with Alabama fans. Listen, I 
I grew up here in Nashville area and uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I've lived in other areas, but primarily uh, I've lived here in Nashville. Talked to a lot of Alabama fans over the, you know, I'm 42 years old. So over the past, I uh, started following football about 30 years. And even when they were down, uh, I, just by talking to them, uh, during the mid-90s, when, when, when the team was kind of on the low, the early 2000s, before 2006, uh, they would have some decent years there, 9-10 wins there under Mike Shula, Don Shula's son. I think uh, Domingo Ryans was on his best year. Uh, that team was 10-2, and two, and people were talking about they were really disappointed in that particular team. And, of course, the next year they didn't finish quite 10-2 and two and ended up losing um, – they end up losing their um, – uh, uh, end up firing him. <laughs> uh, they end up firing him, and then they had the debacle with Mike Price, fired him before he coached the game because he spent the company card at a strip club and everything, and they got out. And um, and eventually uh, in 2006 uh, went out and caught a big fish, got Nick Saban – to lead the Miami Dolphins when a lot of people thought that wouldn't happen. And uh, the rest is history. They got all these championships. So they go right after the national championship runner-up, Keelan DeBoer, and, and and buy him out. That's the difference between a Michigan who I expect probably, if, if you look at all this recruiting, it's going to be very lopsided. Ohio State's getting all the players here. Rondé needs this. Rondé needs this. He's – you know, losing to Missouri like that in the bowl game, of course, three straight losses to Michigan. Uh, people are really irked at him and, and wanting to move on from uh, Michigan's Ryan Day. I'm still waiting for Carlos here. He has not came up on my email anywhere. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal is, but the show will go on here. Uh, the show will go on without Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez, and I'll just give you the uh i'll go over this stuff on my own and uh we will we will keep the ball rolling uh from there okay uh so basically this reverting back to last week by the way or so yesterday excuse me now and i and i think i may very well bring mike richmond back on the program uh the uh Gentleman with the book here, uh, he's the author, Mike Richmond, is not a reporter, and ask him what does he think about uh, the, the commanders. Uh, I'm, I'm reading even more information today that it looks like it's going to be Detroit's Ben Johnson. You know, he, he's got a big game this weekend to worry about. Uh, had a lot of job offers. Uh, I told you all last year that he – uh, it was reported last year he just flat out turned the Carolina Panthers back down. And uh, this year, supposedly, in air quotes, that uh, it was leaked that he wants about $15 million. For, I think it was Josina Anderson uh, reported that, uh, that he wants about $15-plus million a year to, to be a head coach. Uh, that was when the season ended. Uh, a lot of people wanted to talk to him. A lot of interview requests here. And, uh, you know, it, it all leans to him taking that commander job. I think that sounds like a really good deal for him. If you're just looking at – now, I did hear something uh, a few weeks ago that Josh Harris is a little hands-on. Now, that being said, we, we, we've heard that about Jeffrey Lurie. I've talked to you all about this. That's the Eagles. Uh, oh, there's Carlos right there. Uh, so anyways, let's get back here. Hey, hey, Carl. What's up, what's up, man? Lost about nine minutes. I want to keep it inside an hour, brother. It's okay. Uh, I, hey, things happen, man. I know you got kids and everything. Uh, this just broke, though. Sharon Moore will be the Michigan head coach. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator last year. What right. do you think about that, man? Uh, it's a good move for Michigan because there's we're somebody who they know that could uh, have some consistency with the team. Yeah. Um, sure that – um. You know the the news about Jim Harbaugh is gonna is gonna affect the team, uh, and with people turning into the um, transfer portal, they're gonna leave. You know, yeah. But they also might have some kids like get into get into try to get into the school as well. So it's, I think it'll balance off well 
Um, the transition will be a little rough, I think, at first. But um, and the and the reason being is they're going to lose a lot of guys to the draft, right? Some of their key players to the draft. Yeah. So, um, but that's with every year. That that happens every year. And uh, Mich- Michigan, those teams, those Power Five schools, they they do a good job as far as uh, the kids playing and, and you know trying to get trying to stay uh, relevant and competitive. So, um, yeah. It's college football, man. It happens every year, right? So yeah, um, you know, yeah, you, you know, so you want to just um, put your head on, you know, get your head out of clouds and just focus on football and play football and try to try to get to the NFL draft. If that if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Do you think because Harbaugh left so late? Now we're talking the twentieth. Uh, he officially took the job. You know, we're talking towards the end of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's another signing day coming up next month. And it's the final one. Uh, look at how Alabama handled this. They go out and get a big name head coach right off the bat, buy him out from, from Washington. Right. Michigan, do you think more it's about their fans are more reasonable and a little bit more lax? Uh, first national championship since 97. Uh, the reason maybe maybe that's why they didn't go out and try to get a big name coach elsewhere instead right. of like a like an Alabama. Well, I think the fact that they didn't get to renew that contract with Harbaugh, they are trying to, you know. Um, you think maybe they put too many ducks, uh, too many eggs in that basket? Yeah, and they got to they got to safeguard themselves because again, the 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 landscape of, of NCAA is changing, right? So these, these yeah. super conferences, there's going to be like a super conference type deal, TV yeah. deals, and all that. So, you know, um, you, you you can't just bite too much that you can chew, right? So. Um, I think what they did, having somebody in-house, the kids already know him. Um, he's been on TV. He's won a, a big game yeah. on TV. Uh, alumni recognizes who he is. He has that respect. The university respects him as a coach. Uh, so all that kind of worked in their favor to try to transition. And the thing is, if he doesn't work out, you know they're going to get – they're going to move on and, and look for somebody with the, with some more clout, right? So. Yeah. You know, they well, just hopefully need- they'll keep him there five years. Things will get stale. Harbaugh will have a fallout with the Chargers by then. Maybe they'll bring him back. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And like, um, you know, it's I told you Harbaugh runs hot, man, everywhere he goes. Yeah, but he's older now, and I don't know if he has the patience, like I mentioned in the show before, to to be waiting to win. Yeah, are you serious? I was listening to you guys this morning. And um, you know, I don't I, I don't know if that's a great fit for him. It's good that he knows that family. It's good that he like played there before, but what's not good is what's going on. You're talking on about hardball now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So really? what what's your overall thoughts about that? How, how successful do you think he'll become there? And the Chargers, I think he'll win at least ten games the first two seasons. But yeah. from there, I don't know because that those that team's going to go through a lot of changes this year and next year with their free agency. They're going to lose a lot of those big name on the roster. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll we'll see how that works out and how he can manipulate that situation and coach them to to wins. Right. So yeah. um, You know, I'm not sure that the Sparrows family has a, a patience for him to try to create a winning culture there. They say they do, but that's one thing you say one thing and you do another. And that's what, to me, it was what matters at the end of the day. Right. So, right. Right. I, I think, I think the cap issues are probably a little, a little bit overstated. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch my show. I know I'm not on fake. I'm trying to get back on there, but these mother efforts won't ever uh, get back to nobody. They, they are the lowest P P O S is, on the planet, just thinking out loud, talking about Facebook. Now, but I said on here, if he's watching maybe on YouTube or whatever, actually I am on Instagram, but it runs out at, at, at 60 minutes, even though Facebook owns them. Go figure. But uh, the, the two big receivers there, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, 32 and $34 million cap hits. They're 45 over. They can save roughly – uh, well, they could save 60 if, if they got those cap hits off. If they had to do the worst-case scenario and cut these players, I don't think that'll happen. No. If they had to cut these players, they would save right at 45 to $48 million, just those two players alone, not to mention they'll probably move off Cleo Mack, who's aging, 
and 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 move off some other players. Yeah, Eckler, Eckler's a free agent. So yeah, Eckler, you can get a running back in the draft. You know, Pacheco. You make, a, you make it sound like the guy you were, the guy who's replacing this guy is going to be ten times better. Eckler's a top ten running back. You have to understand. I, you know that. something? I don't think he was even drafted. <laughs> yeah, but, but what I'm saying to you is that you got to replace a guy. Yeah. Who can you know you know do what he did? The problem with Eckler is that he's too injury prone. Right? He can't stay yeah. on the field. I feel like that's a problem with Williams and Keenan Allen. Like they got a bunch of guys that have talent, especially Williams. Stay on the and Williams. Keenan Allen's post thirty. Yeah, they can't stay on yeah. the field, man, and that's not that doesn't help Herbert either. So you know. Yeah, good for them. I mean, they they got a top five pick. Uh, they got draft. They got assets. They can maybe trade some of these players, get some more picks. Uh, you, you got an edge rusher. You got a left tackle. Uh, and I forgot to mention yesterday to the audience, they got a pretty good corner. And Asante Samuel Jr. on the back end. Now, Derwin James, I would maybe try to move him as well. It, you know, you start to look at so many assets that this team has, it's not going to be that bad. Quentin Johnson will get another year, get into the Harbaugh system. Uh, like I said, you can find a running back later on the draft. Uh, uh, Pacheco, seventh-round pick. Uh, it's not that end of the world. I think they probably get to the playoffs, maybe win a game or two next year i don't think that's saying too much yeah but i mean here's here's my thing and the way i look at it and had had this team have they been able to to do more with less then you horrible coming in is a is is gonna help you but you're doing less with more spending more money and Harbo, what is Harbo gonna? He's gonna get you what a playoff? You just want to go into the playoffs? Is that what? No, you that's mean? that's year one, year two. I, I think he'll get them to a Super Bowl. Really? I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't really do, man. The pro- and the problem is that you're just too. You, you, your ownership doesn't match your 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 status quo, and the status quo for Harbo is let me get these players that I need, and I don't think that's gonna happen yeah. once he's there. Um, and that's been a. That's been something that the, the Chargers have always had difficulty. They've always yeah. been a player or two behind to try to get to. The last <laughs> so. Hey, we, 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 dogged out, we dogged out the Detroit Lions for years. I was a big dog of them. And now they're in the NFC Championship game. They haven't been to a Super Bowl or haven't been to a Super Bowl ever. Uh, last time they were in this position, well over 30 years ago, anything is possible in the NFL, man. You know, no, this is never not stay the, never in NFL. It's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, this ain't the NBA, Robert. Like the NBA, you're more likely to right. be. I don't. I don't know. If you probably see the champion. Hornets in the in the finals in my life in our lifetime. <laughs> I mean, no offense to my friends in Charlotte now. Yeah, I just think Detroit's yeah. run its course. They celebrate every win as if it's a Super Bowl to them. Um, I don't know if they'll have the mentality <laughs> and the fortitude to, to carry on. I know they have the fans that have hope and that praise yeah. in that team, but. They have a serviceable quarterback at, at minimum. Um, their secondary is kind of, you know, blasé. And, yeah. you know, um, they, they've been playing hard, but you got to play better for when you, with a team like San Francisco because they got – San Francisco got a lot of depth. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving right along, Sarah, since we, we, we're a little shorter on time here. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, Raheem Morris getting hired over – Bill Belichick from the Falcons. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it just goes to show that Arthur Bland and and the people down Arthur there Blank, just yeah. don't. They don't. They just want to make moves. They don't want to. They don't want to. They want to play businessman. They don't want to play football. So yeah. Um, if you want to win the Super Bowl, and you're but but another thing too is this is a better move for Belichick not being there because the problem is that roster's not ready for him to be and make a championship run. He's he doesn't have a quarterback. Um. He does. They they they're struggling a little bit on the defense end, yeah. which is one reason why they picked up Raheem Morris to to try to affect the younger defensive players. So yeah. uh, that wasn't a roster for Belichick to just come in and get get all the wins that he needed to break the record or or to get, take him to a Super Bowl, um, maybe to a playoff. Maybe I mean that division's so open right now, but yeah. Um, it's it's a less of a headache for Belichick, I think. You know, um, to be honest with you, and Raheem Morris is a he is a the, the a better pick because he's younger. He's more yeah. he's more, um, you know, he's probably be more flexible than Bill Belichick is yeah. at, at his age. And on, we got to see who Raheem Morris brings in on the offensive side. Uh, 
as a coordinator and also to, to see what, what they do um, to, to get that team, you know, on, on, on a good, to have a good structure and good foundation for them to play out. Cause it just seems like they're just when going out there and just running plays and didn't have too much of a plan. Um, yeah. And, and I feel like them not being certain on their, on a quarterback situation held them back the most um, it's, instead yeah. of putting their quarterbacks in positions to win they gave their quarterbacks options to too too many options and, and just didn't give them the right. Uh, it just wasn't right for for the offense there, and uh, and they got too much too many offensive uh, talent and and players there to to not get something going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Morris, um, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. Now, Billichick, uh, my guess is McKay probably talked Arthur Blank out of it. Rich McKay, the general manager, uh, because Bill probably wanted still all player control. I get it. I talked about that yesterday. Uh, Bill's in his 70s. Is it just a milestone type of thing? Uh, that all that all makes sense. They probably could have signed a Russell Wilson and went that route. But if you're looking anything past three to four years, you say, let's build something in the next five years. Right. Uh, Raheem Morse must be a really good interview. Uh, he was hired as a very young head coach with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Wasn't ready at the time. Only 33 years old. Now we're 14 years later. He's 47 years old. Uh, still a very good interview. Did an excellent job with the rounds. Uh, watched it. Watched him uh, mature and everything. I'm glad he got another opportunity uh, to, to go ahead and, and get a shot at being a head coach. Now he is from the defensive side of the ball. I'm like you. I'm curious of what he does. As far as the offensive side, he's got a good line to deal with. Uh, that's a huge plus. That's a huge, huge plus, including a good left tackle, uh, one of the Matthews sons. If that sounds familiar, Bruce Matthews. I think it's a nephew of Bruce Matthews, uh, Jake Matthews. And I think he's like a cousin of Clay Matthews. Cousins, yeah, cousins. For, Matthews. For, the, for the Packers. Yeah. They're like, a full, they're like the Bosa's, right? So, you know, uh, if he could get him a good quarterback, get him a good staff there, uh, this could be a home run hire, contrary of what the national media may say about a Mike Vrabel or uh, or Bill Belichick or anybody like – or even a Pete Carroll who's even older, you know. So, yeah, well, what I, I like is that what they didn't miss is the fact that he is a Super Bowl winner and he did – if if Raheem Yeah, Morris, I forgot about that with the Rams, yeah. yeah. If he wasn't on that Rams team, they wouldn't have won that championship. I don't care what anybody says because that that defense is the only reason they they were able to stay relevant. Yeah. Um. And 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 help and and help balance off that team. And he did a pretty good job at uh, making sure that uh they were in in you know in the game towards the end of, of that championship run. So um you know and yeah he had one of the best football players in our in our <clears throat> generation. Yeah. You know and earned all, but Donald, I mean, yeah. still. If you have a player, look how good they did. Look how much better they got as the season went along with right. a lot of low end draft picks and seventy million dollars in dead cap. Right, and you had a lot of young players on that defense who were not high draft picks. And Aaron Donald, who's about thirty four years old, only at the end of his career, by the right. way. And and the the and the idea and the concept is that you play the players you have and you use them to the full potential. You don't just. He got him on out of those guys. Yeah, you don't hire on your roster and be like, yeah, he'll be ready next year. No, you play who you have and and you you know you grind it out. And he does that, and he gets a lot of out of his players. So he got out of a lot of, a lot of his players in the Bucks, but the Bucks just didn't have a talented team on both ends. So he got the bad end of that rap. So uh, you know, yeah, they, they had no quarterback. I mean, yeah. yeah, he didn't have a shot there. It felt like they were kind of their backs were against the wall, and they liked the guy. They said, let's just roll it because hey, he's only a coach there. For like two years, but at least you get the experience of having to go through a season being the head guy in charge. Here's another thought I had on that, Carlos. I mentioned yesterday, look at the facade of the New England magic. Uh, no Mike Vrabel, uh, Brian Flores. You could say, well, he's suing the league, but hey, he's doing really good as a defensive coordinator. Uh, no Belichick, no Bill O'Brien. He, he became a coordinator with the Ohio State, uh, who else am I missing here? No Josh McDaniels. Right. Uh, that New England, like, for no, a lot of the, no, yeah. yeah, I think maybe they have that kick-the-door mentality 
as a coach, I'm not listening to nobody. I come from New England. I'm not working with nobody. I'm picking the bleep bleeping players. I'm the, okay. When the league is like, no, nah, wait a minute. That was Brady Belichick, right place, right time only. It's not nothing to do with none of your assistants. What do you think about that angle of, of a lot of the New England guys? Things are getting a lot colder around the league. Not so hot right now. Aside from Vrabel, who was a player, and I don't know if he was a coach yeah. on the Patriots, but, but uh, he he got hired by former ex-player uh, Patriot coaches that gave right. him his start. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, uh, so, Bill O'Brien and those guys. Yeah, yeah. And then the GM at the Titans at that point was from the Patriots. Yeah, John Robinson. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Um, I think Vrabel is different compared to all the other guy, all the names, Me other too. names you mentioned. Um, different in a way where he was. A player who was a top-rated player, yeah, um, and and he he was always consistent as a player, um, and not to knock those other coaches, not to say that that doesn't yeah. matter, but then um, he had a different insight than those guys, and he has a different attitude than those guys. So um, <clears throat> when you're a championship football player and you become a coach, there's a different uh, uh, you you have a different perception of you know you have a different. You have something to stand on as a leader, right? You're like, I got three Super Bowl wins and I've been to 10 playoffs, right? So guys are like, well, this watch. guy, you know, yeah. he understands, right? But when you're a coach and you say you've won a championship as a assistant coordinator, so it's not – it's it's a big deal, but, it's, it, you know, it carries more weight when you've been that player that, that's done it. Uh, so not to say that either one is different, but – Yeah, but why do you think it's so cold on those – with that New England, uh, why do you? Why don't you think Vrabel didn't get that job, or maybe he didn't want to interview for it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he knows a lot about Atlanta because he sent Arthur there, and I'm sure that's Arthur, true. That's true. Arthur yeah. talked to him a lot about you know. He probably you know, called him, said, "Don't even interview for it." Yeah, like you know, or, or just been like you know, this might not be a, a place for you to you know uh, to set up at, and um, you know, people talk around the league and. Look, I mean, I'm sure if you're an owner, in the back of your mind, you're like, even though this guy's from the Patriots, what have you done for me lately? And then they also know that historically Patriot, the, the Bill Belichick tree line doesn't go and fare very well outside of <laughs> You know, not that they're – It's not one of they, the worst to be such a great coach. Right. So, I mean – I mean, uh, Shanahan's trees got him destroyed. I mean, don't even forget forget about uh, Bill Walsh's tree and and uh, who was the other one? Uh, uh, Parcells had a good coaching tree here. Uh, hey man, you you, you lived here uh, in the Middle Tennessee area. You're, you're a big Titans guy. Brian Callahan, I thought was a really good hire. What do you think about the the former Cincinnati coach now or coordinator is going to be the head coach now at the uh, Tennessee Titans? I just, I mean, he's not a bad choice. I just wish they would have had a little bit more time to pick somebody to look through more people. I mean, I know they had a lot of um, interviews down there. A lot of people are excited about Callahan. I'm not excited about Callahan. They've been to the Super Bowl. Who, who would you prefer to for them to have hired? I mean. A- not, out, of, out of the ones that are available right now. I mean, that's tough to say. I just. I'm I'm interested more in what Callahan, what is his coordinators, and what is what team is he bringing on with him? Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Because I mean, I'm not a big believer in the Bengals. I think I think they were able to mask some of the deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they got lucky because they they peaked at the right time. Um, Yeah, the fact that they weren't deep enough to play in the Super Bowl kind of was apparent at the Super Bowl when they faced it. um, when it when it was in that, but I just I don't know I'm I'm not okay with it yet. But if that's yeah. what happened, then you got to look to see what what other people he's bringing down there uh, to to help that team. Um, and I, I feel I don't even still I st- I'm not still sure that Levis is is the QB of the future. I don't. Yeah, I think well, at least with this kind of offensive minded head coach, you, he's going to put a lot of money and resources into that. Do you and need that? Call in plays. Then we'll find out maybe by next November, by, by this excuse, next November, by Thanksgiving, is Levis going to be the guy or not? You know? Yeah, just too much, too much is hindering on 
the fact that they have a decent team to make a little, a few more moves, and their defense will be solid. Oh they could yeah, rack, they can rack in the top ten just for making four to five moves. Yeah, not even that many. And Go then, on and get a corner and get a corner or two, and you got it. You're good. Right. Well, you need you need on that two. side. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you're gonna you need at least three three guys on the O line. Yes. Um, now he's he's consider. There's been rumors that he may bring in his dad, who's an offensive line uh, coach from Cleveland, highly highly regarded. Right, right. But okay. you know, or possibly know. Mike Munchak, former Titans offensive line coach and, and coach. Hall of Fame player and coach, and he coached and coach and co- yeah, he was great. Um, here that, that's been in the news a lot. I don't know anything about coordinators yet. Yeah, and that's a big deal. So, like you said. If you if you hire a coach or a guy to bring in his father, then you should have just brought you hired a Belichick son if you want to do that. No, this no, guy's a hot. No, this guy's, no, I'm not. You I'm, know, he used to be a head coach, Bill Callahan, with the Raiders. Yeah, I, he was I know. A terrible Callahan. head coach. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just but saying he's a good. He's a good position coach, an yeah. elite position coach. Yeah, no, he he did. That's he did. Tennessee's worst problem was the offensive line. Yeah, but that doesn't again. How can I put it? If you bring in a coach like Bill Callahan, may, let's say he does the O line great, yeah. But they they lost Henry. They're gonna lose Henry free agency. They yeah. don't know if they have a quarterback, so they're just gonna have an O line. Well, you've got you got Tajay Spears, uh, you've got Traylon Burks. You, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins still on a contract. Yeah, he's still know? on a contract. Who goes? He, he cannot walk away from Tennessee. Tennessee could trade him and get right. some more picks. Right. No, but you know. that's what I'm just saying. Like, they're putting themselves in a Giants Jets like situation where they're like trying to. A coach will get you started, and your roster is what your roster is. Yeah. But, but don't reach for something that you don't. It's, it's just like the whole Jets hiring the offensive coordinator to get Aaron Rodgers. Like, <laughs> not, not doing those things, man. That's not how it should work. It should work. What should work is like you, the coach you get, should be able to make the roster that you know is going to be on it, the, the team yeah. that's there perform better. That's it. Yeah. And then you, and then you work with getting people that you can on the free agency side, and and then also in your in your draft class. But you can't just go and be like, if I get this guy, then he's going to bring in. That, that's that's not the, that's the, the, they picked him because. Uh, he, he's a good offensive coordinator. You look the way Jake Browning played. They slung it down the field, even with Browning in there, instead of Joe Burrow, which tells me the guy is is, is a good schemer. It's not all Joe Burrow. They finished 9-8. and eight. And by the way, coaching's a big deal in the NFL. I thought Minnesota's defense would be garbage, even with Brian Flores. Flores really did a good job stabilizing a defense with no names on it. Yeah, we, Gene, we marched. Wink, defense. Yeah, we did it for the Giants. But I'm Wink, Wink I, did a good job uh with, with the but, who's the other that that offensive line coach that Bill Callahan guy the 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 Browns lost their starting right tackle and left. If Tennessee would have done that, we saw what that result is. That's five and twelve actually. They also lost their running back in the in the first. Yeah, game. Nick Chubb. Uh, yeah, really good running back at that too. Not I don't, I don't think he'll be back. But anyways, um. So I mean, coaching's a big. It's a bigger deal in the NFL than people think. Yeah, I just don't feel like what the times are. They don't need to be tight with money. They can do and make decisions, but they don't have to be tight with money because they're in a better position right now. Yeah, they're like second or third, depending on which side you look at, in the most cap money. And I feel like with this coach hiring, they're like, well, we if we get a mid-level coach, let's see what we can do again, players. Yeah. And that again, uh, too much business, not enough football. And I and I and I, I'm not saying that the the hire is a mishire. I'm just saying, yeah, they can. Couldn't Callahan come you in? Know, you don't have a lot of faith in him. So no, I couldn't, he, couldn't he come in as a coordinator and then maybe move in as a coach? Yeah. Right? Like No, that's not going to happen. He's already been a coordinator. But, hey, man, you got to prove it to see it. I think it's a good hire. Could be a disaster. We don't know. We don't know. I, I like the fact that they went offense over defense. Uh, see, I, I don't know, like that. Because they, are, they, 
they can't just transition from a defensive mindset to an offensive mindset. You can't do that. Uh, NFL, you can. This is not the NBA. You can flip your roster pretty quick, man. Yeah, but they don't have to. That's what I'm saying. You can add five players to your defense, and you're already a top ten defense. They they can add two players and be okay. But I'm just saying because of the, yeah. the I'm talking about depth. I'm talking about also having depth. You know? What I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I get what? you, dude. Uh, let's see. You know what? Real quick, take here. Back to the round ball. Doc Rivers, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, man. Second, and I understand why they fired Adrian Griffin. They were 27th in defense. But hiring a guy like Doc Rivers, what a choke artist. What do you think uh, What do you think about that hire? I think they need to make it to the finals. If not, that's a total disaster of a hire, if you ask me, because yeah, of his playoff uh, collapses. First and foremost, that whole situation is just – eerie right now what's going on uh also the backstory on the coach and his daughter and all the, there's just too much craziness what going did you hear on. about i don't know about what what do you mean with his no, daughter his, he had a grandson that passed and they just, just adrian griffin of, really yeah there's just a lot of backstory and too much that ronald test mentioned also on the podcast this is a he's mentioning wow. that it's See, you, you, that's that's good stuff i didn't hear that, I didn't yeah, hear he, that. they're saying that it could be something like has to do with his family and and more it's more about his personal life than in basketball, but you know, oh wow! At the end of the day, um, whatever's going on in Buckland, they got to understand. The GM has to understand one thing: is that he made some moves, but he didn't he didn't make the right moves to move forward. He made moves yeah. to be relevant, but he didn't make moves to stay relevant and and move forward. And what I mean by that is that you made all these moves on the off season, and your age grouping went from third. 32, 33 to like 30. Like you didn't you didn't get younger. Yeah, that's you know? true. And and that's, that's gonna affect your play at the end. No matter yeah, Damon Litter's like 33, pushing 34. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 turned yourself into the the, the Eastern Division sons. Like you you went from <laughs> that's good, that's a good point. Other than Giannis, you know. Being, and, and I'm not saying they're not gonna be um competitive, but you know. To, uh, to to what extent? Like, you wanted to get back to the championship. You make moves to push forward and to get better, not to get older, right? Yeah. So, what what do you think about the Doc Rivers thing, man? How, how, how does it? How does it? How do you think this is? What is considered a success for Doc Rivers? Just win the championship this year? He ain't gonna win the championship, man. Like like you know, for example, I brought up Cleveland firing David Blatt, bringing in Ty Lue. They win the championship in 16. Uh, that that would be uh, considered a success for me, or at least getting to the finals, getting back, you know, getting so, past Boston. Right. So if I'm the GM and I bring a guy in like Rivers, because yeah, then 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 you sit down with him and say, what two or three players do I need for depth and that are young that yeah. can keep us relevant and competitive? Because that team the Bucks have now. They're not going anywhere except for the emergency room. Come, come <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I didn't he, have them getting past Boston in yeah, the preseason. So, now, I really think that they're, yeah. And so, now, I'm also hearing that uh, Giannis is turning into a bit of one of these American, he was this humble guy from Greece. Now, he's turning one of these American diva LeBron like basketball players right, behind well, the scenes, pushing look, stuff. I don't. I don't care if Giannis is like wanting to be on a box of Wheaties uh-huh. and, and, and driving a limo all day. Just make sure when you get on that basketball court, you put you put in the you do your work because you're gonna get you begin paid and and you and the team is counting on you. Yeah, because they put all their eggs in the basket on that guy. So, um, you know, but again, he ain't gonna be able to carry the team if the team is is you know older than you and I. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, if he combine ages, uh, it's a wait and see approach. I, I give that one a thumbs down. Uh, I, I would have took a chance even on a Jeff Van Gundy, Kenny Atkinson from 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 the uh, yeah, Warriors. If you're gonna make that move and fire somebody, go out and get somebody else. Don't get Doc Rivers, a choke artist. Yeah, but I I feel like the reason they got a guy like Doc Rivers is because. Because he, he won in 08. He, he no, he's 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 an X's and O's basketball coach. What happened in Philly ain't his fault. They didn't okay. listen to him. That he be screaming up and down, hey, do this, do that. And 
you know, three players are doing whatever the heck they want. So oh, okay. he wasn't he wasn't the fault that Philly lost. Yeah. He was just part of a team that was failing anyways. Yeah, I hear so, you. You know, like I remember we I would talk be like, look, you watch the game, you see Well, he did that with he did that with the Clippers too. I mean, he he's you know, he, he's a guy that he he's a good salesman and he kind of these last couple of jobs kind of weaseled his way into um but hey, look, he, he he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. Right, no, no. And you know? again, he's an X's and O's. If you're if you're a Yeah, good I don't team. even know if he's a good X's and O's guy, you know? Uh I'm not really sure about that. I'll have to look in and study that. So uh, but like you said, you don't think they're gonna win the finals essentially. They, okay. They not, with the we'll team they have now, <laughs> they're you know, like yeah. I said, they're the Phoenix Suns of the East Coast, man. They they need them, they need to make a few moves to get to get younger yeah that's true okay uh little quick recap chief and then we'll get to these championship games um remember i told you last week i said listen man the 49ers and 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 this raven team both had three weeks off and i think they'll look a little rusty early Mm -hmm. and you gotta admit by halftime both of these teams green bay especially green bay but it was a tie game with Houston at halftime. If it wasn't for that 47-yard field goal miss, they would have been up on the uh, the, the Ravens. Do you think that, that those layoffs really hurt these two teams, or do you think that maybe the other teams are just playing that much better? I, I think that the teams were able to try to match up with them in the first few uh, quarters, but um, yeah. there's one thing to match somebody, and there's something, something else to like just go out there and, and beat them beat them right yeah. so um and those teams don't have the capacity to beat other teams which is why they're they kind of slowly got into the into the playoffs um yeah. let's start off with what happened with the ravens and yeah yeah in know, order yeah what do you yeah, think and, and so with ravens you saw lamar was struggling that defense got to him um yeah if you, they if got you, him with a couple of blitzes before halftime yeah but if you flip it over Stroud was trying. He was trying hard to, to get points, trying hard to do things. Yeah. And they weren't – had they been able to to, to play, a, play a clean game in the first two quarters and stay in the game, it would have been different. Um, yeah. And the, that Ravens defense, they did what they did. Remember I told you, you're going to go out there, you're going you're gonna to see that they're going to hit these guys. And they were hitting them. They just weren't – they just weren't making it up. Uh, progressive and getting positive yards and, and yeah. scoring points. Could not run the ball whatsoever. No. Yeah, but they were that hitting. Really clapped down on, on, on Houston. Yeah, but they were hitting them, so, and that made a difference. So, uh, and Stroud didn't. drop passes, too, by Houston, too, man, especially and, Dalton Schultz. And Stroud wasn't comfortable throwing the ball. Um, so, that was good. It was good for the first two quarters. The third quarter came up, and then the Ravens just came <laughs> Took off so like an onslaught there, but Ravens. Hey, look, they were the better team. Kudos to them. Yeah, but remember, I mentioned that too. If there's a team that's gonna uh, these teams, the two teams that are remaining, San Francisco and and Baltimore, they get better every quarter. Yeah, like they they start you know moving it, moving it, and then they they end up getting more balanced and playing better towards the end. You can tell that their timing was getting better. Yeah, 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 and 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 Lamar's like, you know what. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save these rusted legs. I'm not too sure about these cats. They're not quite open. I'm going to go ahead. He ran for 100 yards uh, mm-hmm. in that game here. He played smart, didn't try to rush it, really uh, impressed by the way they, they finished that game. And in Green Bay, I'll tell you, man, Packers, boy, those skill players, uh, boy, they, they look really good there. I just thought that Jordan Love, overconfident at the end, mm. Too many bad th- throwing against his body like that. Uh, he he looked like a guy that was a first year starter. What do you think about that game? Yeah, just you you saw that they couldn't take advantage of the 49ers not doing anything in the first half. Right. And I thought the rain really hurt Brock pretty. Yeah, and I was with thinking, the timing issue of the long playoff too. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, no, they're keeping the Packers in this game, and I was like, well, so no, so let's let's see the Packers step into what the San Francisco was, and they couldn't, no. and they can't because they're playing in a division that, that is very dull and it's not as competitive. So they right. don't, they didn't get it at the beginning of the season. They're not going to get it at the end of the season. 
right? They don't. Yeah. And and you you saw like you know the Detroit Lions the same way. So I, I feel like you know that the Vikings and the Detroit Lions and Green Bay they they just kind of play against each other and it's just like blase blah blah. It's just like playing in the NFC South and like you those games have to be more competitive like in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, like in the AFC North, like where they hit each other and they're playing to make points and they hurts, but they win. But they You're got a little bit more finesse. Yeah, it's just and so I just want competitiveness, like more a little yeah. bit more, you know, just you know, grinding it out. And they these teams they were not used to that. And um the Packers did not you saw that they're not consistent and they went in there and you saw that that quarterback he needs a little bit more time to to progress and his and, and build his yeah. skills but that that team you know they're the youngest team to win a game in the playoffs since the early 70s that it was a crazy stat i read on that i thought wow man yeah so no, much team, young talent there you just hope they can they can put it together and move on into next season you know i don't think so because uh lafleur has been there for for a few years now and every season he's getting rid of DCs and OC. Yeah, and I, they did. They moved off Joe Barry. Uh, yeah, the Barry or whatever that. And if you're a player that's been there for three or four years, you're like, come on, man. Like, I just we're so close to winning. Is the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator really the? It's difference? like he. It's like Lafleur had that in his mind. He's gonna fire Barry no matter what, even though the defense played good in the playoffs. Did <laughs> pick sixes and stuff, and so I, you I know, know that's the package for you right now. They're in the transition. <laughs> So you thought you thought that uh, what 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 was your thoughts of? I thought basically Mayfield lost that game. He had some. He took too many sacks. He so always yeah. thinks he can get away from the pass rush. No, and no, that's no. Typical so, Mayfield for you. No. So what happened was, and I don't understand. And I was watching this game just like everybody else. But why are you putting this guy under the center and keeping him in the pocket? That's not his game. They yeah. literally tried to make him stay in the pocket or he or he kept himself in the pocket and he's not he's not good there. What he's would you prefer him doing rolling him out? Yeah he's got to roll out he's got a bootleg he's got to move around because he and he can throw he's one of those quarterbacks that actually get better as the game goes if he's throwing on the run if he's in movement if he's yeah moving. yeah he, he makes some big throws there to to At Mike the, Evans yeah. and my <laughs> thing is you can't roll him out too much because he he thinks he's faster than what he is when he tries to run to the sideline and he gets caught and he hangs on to the ball too long and that caught up with him, that caught up. And by the way, I mean, that no, being I, said, he played better than I thought they would, but Detroit, you know, they just, they had too I, many players at the end. I just feel like they didn't make the mistakes that, that, that Tampa did, you know, they yeah, had two no, turnovers. I, that's right. Cause the, the Tampa Bay's third and now was fast. Like almost every yeah. two or three possessions, and the thing is that they kept them in the pocket, and that that was to me. I was like, "What am I watching? This isn't, this isn't <laughs> like him. This is not a game that he's going to be doing well." And if you have him under the center, I mean, look, you have to also understand this about about him, Baker Mayfield. He's not that tall, so all he has no. to do is if you keep him in the pocket and he's trying to throw, guess what? You just got to put your yeah. hand. And up. that's why I would not give him a big chunk of money. Well, I hope that these these teams are not stupid enough. To, to give him forty million dollars a year, you yeah, know. That's an, but here's the thing, he's he would be a better starting quarterback, depending on what what you what, what you have on the team, what Arsenal you right, give him. Right. So uh, a, I would I would pick him over Goff any day. Oh God, man, you are crazy. I don't. Uh, I, no way. Because here's the thing: a guy like a mistake-prone quarterback over a guy that's in an NFC Championship game and a Super Bowl. I don't know about that. Let's move on to Kansas City Buffalo, man. What I say, uh, what I say, hey Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, man. They, man, they pulling in guys off the street to play linebacker. Uh, Kansas City made them pay for it. We both caught it pretty close. We were pretty close to the correct score in that game. Uh-huh. Josh Allen running like crazy. They reverted back to the old Buffalo ways. Kind of saw it coming. Uh, what do you think about that game? Any takes on that particular? I mean, you. I, I, people think I'm crazy, but I'm like, I'm telling you, like, you have a thousand yard rusher finally on the team, and and you yeah. lose, and you give him the ball ten times. Come on, man. Maybe yeah, they right? should have got it to him the more in the flat. That is a Sean McDermott issue. They're real stubborn up there. They're gonna keep McDermott, 
and their windows closing. That window's just going like this, brother. It's that thing. That thing's like a warp, you know. And you, you better jump in it. You're gonna be in the outer world. The way they've been doing it in Buffalo, they windows been closed since 1984, bro. Uh, they just don't. They they since, uh, since they missed that field goal against the Giants in 1990 Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like I, I just. Not to say that they don't they haven't had good seasons. They had had good seasons. They've had great players. They can't get it. I feel bad for to be honest with you, as much as I, I you know say I do too. Them. I mean I wanted them to get there, but I thought the Ravens, as a fan of the game, I thought the Ravens would destroy Buffalo with all yeah. those injuries. Yeah, I mean Yeah. I mean they, they, they yeah, that would have been a 17 point game. We got 10 minutes left. What's your take? Ravens. And uh, Chiefs tomorrow. Go ahead, brother. Uh, this will be the first time Baltimore's hosting the playoffs. Yeah. Championship. That's um, since the Baltimore Colts, right? Yeah, and the, and the fan base is high, and they're hopping up, and the, the weather's going to be kind of, it's okay. Yeah, the weather, 50% chance of rain, folks. Yeah, uh, but that's football for you on the outside. Nine mile hour win. I, th- I don't think it's going to be a major problem. Yeah, I, we'll see. It'll be nice for the players. It's not going to be freezing, right? right? It's going to be 40 to the 50, so, you know, yeah. um, it's not going to go under 30. So, they're not – the players will be all right playing this game. Um, it's going to be exciting, man. I think that Kansas City is the first game that they're going to look like they don't have enough because the Ravens are going to keep <laughs> busting them up. I think that defense hits hard, like I said before. I yes, think very hard. The offense is uh, can catch up as long as they don't fall behind 21 points. Uh, and uh, Zamo is the best – football team this year the most balanced team this year that's been playing every single game and don't complain about the the people that are injured they just right you know so the next Ravens man up Chiefs. mentality Ravens? yeah yes yeah okay okay yeah, yeah next that's man true. up mentality uh harbo's got him playing hard um they, they played in a tough division as far as they beat each other up up there i'm not saying that they scored a that's lot of true. points it was the best division in football nobody's got a losing record yeah, and uh, so, you know, <laughs> so um, you know, it was, it's it's made them ready for this this back end of, of the tourney, and um, it's good for them, good for their fans. I like Kansas City, um, I like Mahomes, but I just don't I don't think they're deep enough. I they're, I think also that their defense is a little bit too. I'm young. a three zero, uh, Chad. He can only tie me because we only got three games left. Um, so who you pick it for this game, dude? I got the Ravens uh, 32 to 27. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're still saying it's going to be more than that three. I, listen, if we didn't know that this was Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Steve uh, Spagnato, Spags, at, at, the, at the defensive coordinator position, and we just looked at blind resumes, of all the teams that Ravens have blown out, both teams in the NFC Championship game, uh, they've blown out Houston, they've blown out Miami. Well, what do all those teams have in common? They all made the playoffs, and the Ravens beat them all by more than one score. Uh, I'm surprised this spread, out of respect for Kansas City, isn't like six and a half for the Ravens. It should be higher. It's three and a half now. It should be six and a half. Uh, if I'm Andy Reid and, 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 and Steve Spagnato, I play this up like you're a 17-point underdogs. Yeah, I feel like they are just that much better right now. There's some injuries in Kansas City. Joe Tooney's going to be out. Yeah. Uh, Willie Gay will probably be back. Your boy Kadarius Tony, former Giant, he actually may come back. One guy on Twitter said, uh, that may be a bad thing if he can. <laughs> well, I, I, will, I will say this. You know, ball slips through his hands. Uh, what's that guy, Cal Allen, for the the Ravens? He picks it off and goes the other way for a touchdown. If It don't matter who there's going to be on, 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 on that field. I'm going to watch my boy Kyle Hamilton make some big Yeah, hits. former Notre Dame guy. He's a really good player. He's a, he, man, he, he's an anchor uh, on that defense. Um, yeah. Um, we're going to see that front line beat up. I don't. And even if they don't get to Mahomes, that's the thing that the Ravens can do. They don't have to. They don't, they don't have, have to control. blitz at all. Yeah, they don't have to control Mahomes. Yeah, they just got to hit when they make a hit off one of those receivers. It just it's a done deal. And I don't think that the defense on the Chiefs can do the same thing to the Ravens. Right? right. They're not, the Chiefs are much better defensively than they've been in the past. And uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to add, folks, that Mark Andrews will be back. 
Yeah, I think that's a bad call, too. He's going to play – well, he practiced last week. Maybe he's getting the rust off of him. Even if he don't do anything, you still got Isaiah Likely, right. the other tight end, and Marlon Humphrey. Their lead corner is going to be back. So the Ravens, all the chips are falling into place. Only thing is maybe Lamar presses too hard. It's raining, and he has a bunch of fluke turnovers. Kansas City wins that way. Kansas City would have to play a near-perfect game. I don't think I'm exaggerating. To beat this Ravens team. No, you're, you're right. You're right. They cannot. The way make they're it. playing, dude. Right. Yeah. And here, I, I will say this. Even if Kansas City falls 14 points. Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm and I'm a uh, Baltimore. Yeah. I just keep plug plugging away because they can still catch up. But if it's 21, 27 yeah. points. You know. That's true. That's true. So my score is 27-20. Ravens win this game. Uh, by the way, yeah, you could say Kansas City with Mahomes three and one versus Lamar and them, but they didn't play this team. That was a few years ago. Totally different teams. You're picking Ravens. I'm picking Ravens. You're saying that the Ravens going to cover that three and a half. I'm saying it. Let's move on to the next game. What do you think about the next game, which could be really interesting? Uh, Lions 49ers. You go ahead, man. Yeah, I don't think it's interesting at all. I think you know, <laughs> the 49ers have a way better team roster-wise, depth-wise. Uh, Shanahan, I'm, I'm going to give him his props. I usually don't. Shanahan, in the last two seasons, built up that defense, added on to the defense in the in, in the trade deadline. Chase um, Young. Chase Young, and they're they're going to give – I'm sorry to call this serviceable guy, Goff, some problems. And, yeah. And um, they're going to give the def- that secondary problems scoring. So I think this game is going to go the other way around. Uh, it's very rare you see a, a away team go to San Francisco and, and perform well anyway. So yeah. um, if, 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 you, if you don't have a Baltimore Ravens jersey on. Except for the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you know, like if you don't – and I don't – and not to say that they don't have a good team. They have an okay team because they, they're they here yeah. and they're in the, in the last uh, part of the playoff run. But – um, they gave away a few games this season, and they're not as consistent as they've been towards the end. And one thing I said this morning is I think them winning every game in the playoffs, they've been celebrating like it's a Super Bowl every game. And that, in your, in your mind – They're you, going to be emotionally exhausted. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, mentally, yeah. and I feel hopefully physically they can compete. But when you do things like that and, and, and you know, you get excited, that wears on you. And I hope – that they can give the 49ers uh, um, a game, but I don't think it's going to happen, man, to be right. honest. Okay, what's the score? I I, I see the, the 49ers winning at 27-14. to 14. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, listen, you know, Breaker Mayfield, uh, listen, I, I've criticized the guy in the past before. Listen, that four, 400 yards of total offense, over 400 yards, 350 by May, Mayfield, that's at Detroit. Now you're getting a team who's got Debo Samuel. By the way, Samuel's not even on the injury report now. No. He's going to play with that shoulder prop. He's going to play not even on the injury report. There's some uh, – that Ragnew guy, the center for Detroit, will play. That's good news for the Lions. Khalif Raymond will not play. I don't think uh, – and plus Detroit has a guard out, this guy named uh, Gerard Jackson. 10% chance of rain. I think that they're more settled in, this 49er team. I think a guy like Brandon Ayuk has a good game. But, listen, uh, good offensive line there. There are some holes in that Frisco defense. Fris- Detroit's going to score some. 31-26, uh, the, the 49ers win this game and get to the Super Bowl. But I do think with, with Dan Campbell and all those tricks and stuff they're going to play, I think they keep it somewhat close. Maybe they score that 26-point, Carlos, at the very end <laughs> and make it look closer than what it is, and they beat the spread. So uh, we got about two minutes, man. What do you think? Yeah, I, I just don't think that the same San Francisco team is going to run out there that they saw last week. So if Detroit be a lot goes, more crisp, I, I, would, I would agree with that. If Detroit goes out there and thinks that they're going to see that same team and plans plans with, with that in mind that, oh, we, you know, we can – we could do what, what what Green Bay did because we yeah. are almost like Green Bay, except for you know they're better at this and we're better at that, whatever. Because they're in the same division, I, I think that would be a poor poor mentality and poor mindset. So he better have a better game plan and and he better they better just go out there and play. I mean you know yeah. 
Well, I can't wait to discuss these next week. Uh, You're on Are You Serious? 9 a.m. Eastern every Saturday, and you still do your other shows, right? Right. I'm out here with you, and then on Thursdays, um, I'm sorry, on Wednesdays, we do the, at 9 o'clock, we do the NFC East Roundup. We've been doing the playoffs this week. Yeah. The next week uh, to the Super Bowl, and we're going to do awards this coming up week, and tomorrow I have an interview with Alan Perez at 9 o'clock in the morning on uh, on his uh, on his podcast, so you know I'm around. I do things, you know. All right, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, you yeah, have buddy. a good weekend, you and uh, I'll, I'll see you next week. Enjoy your football. Thanks, guys. everybody.